0: Welcome to EEN Moms Talk. We are going to explore how we are called to care for God's creation, what that looks like for modern moms, and how we can make better choices to protect our kids from environmental harm. Now on to today's episode. Welcome everyone. I am your hostess Beth Bond with uh, EEN Moms and we are continuing our uh, podcast talking to moms about uh, things they're facing. I am so excited to have uh, Piper Vargas with us. Piper Vargas and I met at MomCon, which is uh, the Mothers of Preschoolers MOPS uh, International Conference, and we've been building relationships since then, and um, she just has a really honest, genuine uh, story to share about how you know, being a person of faith and being involved in her moms groups and then, you know, how um, some some health issues with her children sort of led her on a journey of, of radically changing um, her family's lifestyle. So let me tell you a little bit more about Piper. She's 35 year, five years old and a rare Orlando, Florida native. She's been happily married for six years and has two amazing boys, Max, four and a half, and Diego, two. Um... She's been part of the MOPS for four years and on the leadership team for three years in charge of their events and volunteer service activities. She is par- a part-time realtor, full-time mom, and enjoys traveling the world, spending time with her family and friends. I'm, she's very, very passionate about her family's health and her um, our collective environment um, impact, and and she has two new addictions, which are Orange Theory Fitness, which I definitely want to hear about because I've been seeing them around, and weekly meal planning, which is so critical to making sure your family has healthy meals. So, welcome, Var, uh, Piper.
1: Hi, thank you, Beth. Thanks for having me.
0: We we are really glad to have you. And when I heard your story, I knew I wanted you to be a guest on the show because you faced what so many people um, and so many moms and families are facing. So before we get into to that whole part of the story, just tell us a little bit about yourself and your husband and how y'all met and the marriage and then came, came to the Bambino's. Uh, sure.
1: Great. Um, so, yeah, as you kind of said, I'm, um, I'm a rare Florida native. <laughs> um, so living in Orlando, um, and grew up here so yeah kind of before marriage and kids went to school here I played soccer so I was an athlete my whole life um, loved traveling and actually got a job right out of college traveling all over the country selling jewelry uh, which was kind of a fun experience um, got to go all over the country and one day on the plane on one of my business trips I sat next to my husband. <laughs> so that's kind of a fun story. We met on a Southwest flight. Um, i kind of just off the entire, <laughs> entire flight uh, on the way to Houston. And luckily, he lived in Orlando. So we were both flying out of Orlando and just ended up going out on a date a couple of weeks later. And well, it's been almost 11 years now. <laughs> we've been together. Um, so it, we've been married, I guess, it's been six years we were together a little bit before. And uh, we lived in Australia together for a year um, and then ended up moving back here so that we could start our family. I wanted to be close to our, his, his mom is here in Orlando and brother um, and my family is here as well. Uh, so we thought, you know, with little kids and stuff, we wanted to be back
0: uh,
1: close to them. So we came back and got married and started our family and now we have two little boys, Max. Um, like you said it's he's four and a half and Diego, um, he will be two on Sunday actually. So um,
0: that's our, right. our little before and, and now. <laughs> Sorry about that. The phone's going off in the background. That's what happens when you're a real podcaster, right? You
1: yeah. end up with <laughs> real life phone calls. Sorry. You might uh-huh. have a screaming kid in the background at some point. Hopefully not. <laughs> but you know Well,
0: we know. <laughs> love we love we love not screaming kids cuz I know that's going to cause you stress, But we love hearing children in the background. It makes you authentic <laughs> as a mom, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> real life. <laughs> so, we know you have two little boys. Um, and they are adorable. If you're listening to this on um, blog, talk, radio, you'll see pictures in our show notes on uh, creationcare.org. We'll have pictures of Piper and her family. By the way, that's a beautiful picture of you. That was a great job. Um, so you <laughs> come back to Orlando. Met, you're happily married. You start, you know, your yeah. family, and you're in the middle of it. How did you find Mops? So,
1: um, you know, I worked, I I think I was just about 30 when I had my first son. And, um, you know, I was working, career, traveling, and all that stuff. And it was a huge life change to go from a career, I'd worked my way up, you know, in my career, and um, then all of a sudden a stay at home mom with a baby. (laughs) So um, that was a huge shock, I think, to our (laughs) system. My husband and I always talk about that. The first six months was so hard. Uh, changing everything, and I think I was trying to just find my place, you know, and figure out what the heck am I doing here. <laughs> um, and feeling, you know, you feel isolated a lot when you're at home with a new baby and, and just everything. So, I actually, it's kind of a full circle story, but um, I started taking my son to a little place here called My Gym, uh, which is like an indoor play place, and started to it was summer in Florida, which is really hot. So it's an indoor place where we get away. And I started to kind of connect with a few other moms. And um, a long story short is that one of the moms invited me to come to mops with her. I'd never heard of it before. Um, And I actually was really hesitant at first because I had tried literally every play date mom group thing in, in the first year of his life and just hated all of them. I just, didn't I felt there were a lot of clicks and just didn't feel like it was for me so I said no at first and then she invited me again and I kind of had put it off and I finally just said what do I have to lose I'll just go with her (laughs) and I went to the first meeting and just absolutely loved it Um, everybody was super welcoming and friendly and and I loved you know the subject matter we had guest speakers. um, you know, just Christian-based and, and talking about your relationship with God and it's something that, you know, I was kind of missing from my life and, and to be able to connect with other moms about that stage of life. Um, it really changed my life, you know, joining MOPS. My husband and I talk about that all the time. That, um, I started going and um, just in full circles, you know, I've been in Mops the year they started. It's been four years now. I, I joined the leadership team the next year. Um, and the funny thing is that that girl, you know, I only went to my gym for a couple months, but that mom actually lives in my neighborhood now, and our kids are still good friends. Like, she moved away, and all these things changed, and she ended up coming back to Mops and is now um, my neighbor. So I'm really grateful for her for introducing me to Mops, and and I love my Mops group. And most of my friends and play dates and everything that we do are with my Mops group. So um, it's been a good thing. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. So so I just want to uh, clarify. So you were not a part of a church when y'all joined MOPS?
1: No, not, no. That, this church is on the east side of town, um, is the Discovery Church here, and I was not attending there. I just went with my friend who um, invited me, and she actually is not a member of that church either. So um, we just, I think she heard about it from a friend and, and started going. So...
0: Kind of but that is now unfolded. where you attend church, right?
1: Uh, no, I, I've, we've been a few times. We do like it, um, but we're not members of that church. No, we actually okay. um, just have been on the search, my husband and I, <laughs> to find a new church home. Um, and I think it's still unfolding. We're still praying about it. But I think we have found a church home <laughs> uh, that we really love that's in Winter Park. So that's where I grew up, and um, a friend had an inviting us for it seems like forever, <laughs> and we finally um, gone recently. Actually, so uh, yeah, we, that was kind of part of the whole Mops journey was you know finding a, a church home after living in Australia and moving around, and and just our journeys have been different for my husband and I. So um, we're really grateful for that. Actually, it's all kind of led to that now.
0: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do what uh, Bob Goff calls leaky Jesus because that's sort of how I feel like I am. I just sort of leak Jesus, but I mean, clearly to me, um, the Holy Spirit was at work there, right? Trying to get you in the mm-hmm. right position for not only, you know, your spiritual needs and your emotional needs during those mm-hmm. those early years where, you know, it's like you didn't take a degree in childbearing, right? I mean, childrearing. Yeah. So, right? I mean, no, no matter how many books there are, there's all, you know, it's it's just great to have women um, and and, you know, parent support. So... Yeah. Um but I think that's cool, you know, that, that it's mops that sort of led led you back um into your um you know your your faith tradition. So that's I think yeah. that's um a good testament to mops.
1: For sure, for sure. And even you know, the things we're gonna talk about in a few minutes I'll tell you that story. Um mops there's so many connections like with their with its neighbors, but even the journey that we're on now that we're here to talk about is because of mops. So, really, like, it changed my life in many ways. So,
0: yeah, that's uh, yeah, very grateful. I didn't think about it that way, but yeah, that is, that is sort of cool. Cause honestly, I didn't know about mops either until one of my uh, work colleagues told me about it. And, um, and my mother thought I was like crazy. Um, and my sister thought I was crazy cause <laughs> we both knew about it. And I'm like, I don't know, you know, I don't know about it. So, um, I just, once once we sort of sunk in deep with mops, with EE e. and moms, I just grow just in awe and in respect um, because one yeah. of the, th- so this is going to go real sort of prof- professorial, but one of the things I think is, is, um, you know, we're the first generation after sort of all the social changes that happened in the sixties and seventies. And there was definitely not a guidebook for us. And mm-hmm. um, you know, we we were all of a sudden we were the freedom to have any career we wanted we could all you know yay, but that also meant that um, we lost a lot of um, that sort of institutional knowledge in regards to child rearing and mm-hmm. not, I mean not that our mothers aren't there or anything but you know it's we just it's it's just very different than you know go to college get married start having children versus go to college have a career maybe Mm -hmm. be in that career like you were for like 10 years and Mm -hmm. um, and then start having children. It's just really, really different. Plus raising children is so different than when of course our moms did it. Um, I don't think raising children between the fifties and seventies changed a lot. I mean, I may be wrong. I may be, that may be wrong, but Mm -hmm. on the flip side, you know, to have professional women now making the choice, which for me, personally seems like the right choice to stay at home and, and raise the kids, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's just really different. So, um, yeah. and, you know, and 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 wh- for a lot of people, you know, even if you have your mom, you know, mom doesn't know what to do with, you know, things like, well, how much tablet time do the kids get and how <laughs> much screen time and, yeah. you know you know and and they don't you know they don't um understand sort of the the food issues which we're going to talk about later in the in the mm-hmm. show after the break you know there's just so many things that are really really different about raising kids now and you know the choice to homeschool yeah. or to put them in regular school i mean I, I i i know homeschooling was around in the 70s but it was not something that i rem- ever rem- i mean you know that was it just wasn't part of the conversation right I mean, even in yeah. the 80s, I don't really, I mean, it was starting to sort of be a thing in the 80s.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I remember my childhood thinking it was really strange. So, I mean, even in the 80s, there weren't, I and I didn't know anyone, maybe one person, and it was never seen as kind of the norm. And now that I, like you just said, with the kids, I'm, I'm considering it, thinking about it, because, you know, <laughs> things have changed so much. So, um, and it's become more mainstream, I think, too.
0: Yeah, I agree. And so it's nice to know that you have sort of these modern mops. Um and the yeah. other thing about mops that I think is really great is um they have mom mentors. Mhm. Right, so yeah, mentor moms, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mentor moms. And those <laughs> the ladies are, you know, they're grandmothers per se or they may be, you know, 10 or 15 years ahead. But they're dealing with moms all the time, so they have more relevant information than maybe your own mother, or aunt, or grandmother has, right?
1: Yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah,
1: they're wonderful. They sit at each of our tables, and it's nice. I I would kind of joke to say like, okay, they made it. <laughs> they survived it. So if they can do it, we can do it. <laughs> you know. But it's nice to be able to hear their you know the struggles that they went through. You know, even though it was a different time, like you were talking about, a lot of it's still the same. You know, um, with little kids and this, this stage of life is is rewarding, yet it can
0: be very difficult too. So, right. Well, and and um, they were um, so some of the things that you know can happen is, and you mentioned this already with sort of the isolation. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's the other thing that I love about MOPS is, is, you know, not only are you not isolated, you are surrounded by women who are going through, you know, the same things you're going through.
1: Exactly. Yeah. You can definitely learn from each other and also just commiserate with each other, <laughs> you know, talking about potty <laughs> training or stuff. You know, it's hard to talk to somebody who's not in that stage of life or that doesn't have kids yet or whatever. About these struggles, but you know, when they've got a two-year-old too, you just like, oh yeah, through a tantrum in Target today. <laughs> like, you can just, you know, just
0: be on the same page and give each other a hug. <laughs> so, and I'm sure. Well, you know, I I follow a lot of MOPS groups on uh, Instagram, and you know, the the sort of the the acknowledgement of the joy and the thrill and the the just the funny of the mundane and even sometimes yucky stuff right sort of fun <laughs> yeah for sure so um one of the reasons i wanted to have you on with us was because you um have had some challenges and what i we're going to take a break but before we get the break i guess this is sort of the teaser um and then in the second part of the the show will really sink into uh the, the meat of the conversation in regards to your family's health. So um, tell us some of the things that happened within your family that led you to make the changes that we're going to discuss uh, a bit later on. Tell us what happened in your family.
1: Yeah, perfect. So um, basically uh, about my son's going to be two in, um, in a couple days. So about two years ago, even with my first son, I think one of the main things I learned is, when you get pregnant, you, there's things, you know, you start to do differently because you're caring for someone else other than yourself. And I think started a little bit with them, but, you know, sometimes in life until something major, you know, a big event or uh distraction or is facing, you know, you're faced with, um, so then really look at, evaluate the situation and make a change. So, we started, I think, doing things a little bit better when we started having kids, and also living in Australia and having friends from other countries. We learned things, but um, when Diego started doing uh, solids, uh, was he was about six months old, um, was when it really hit home for us. Um, he and also, I think it just kind of goes together with a lot of the stuff, too, was during the election period. I don't want to get into, like, politics too much, but for us, like, there were a lot of things that we were concerned about um, that it kind of coincided together at the same time um, with his health. And so, anyways, his eating, he, he was going weeks uh, when we were feeding him food without going to the bathroom. Um, and literally, I wouldn't wish this on anyone. I, we had to do enemas and... Um, we're just really concerned about him because it's not normal. And um, that's what kind of triggered the beginning of us making some health changes to our, to our diets um, for us, for, not just for him, but um,
0: for all of us. So
1: I don't know if you want me to go into the details, and just kind of leave it
0: there. <laughs> yeah, we'll um, leave it there. Let's take a okay. break and then we'll really dig deep, okay? Okay, perfect. Sounds good. We hope you're enjoying this episode of EEN Moms Talk. If you want to engage more with us, you can follow us on Instagram at EEN Moms. You can follow us on Twitter at EEN underscore Moms. Or you can join our private Facebook group at EEN Moms. Just click to join and we approve you in the group. If you want to download our free Bible study, hop over to creationcare.org and you can download it there. We really believe community is the key to everything. So we hope... You will make us part of yours. Now back to our guest. So we we sort of uh, started this conversation about uh, the the issues with Diego. Let's what you know. I'm I'm very curious about what um, you know doing I enemas. I, you know, you don't even think about doing enemas with. I mean, you're talking about six months. That is. That's Yeah, so crazy. it was the worst
1: That's... thing I ever had to do in my life. My husband, too. I mean, it was just nobody. I, or like I said, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. It was horrible. And, I mean, he did it for about a month almost going, you know, a week. And then at one point it was, you know, and, and I was breastfeeding, so not to sc- I don't want to scare any new moms because sometimes with breastfed babies they can go up to a week or even 10 days and it's, not anything to be alarmed about and so that's where I kind of struggled was like okay well maybe this is just because you know I google you know you google things which is either really bad usually actually <laughs> not to google things but you google it and you see that oh well that how babies can go up to 10 days well this at one point it was like wait this has been you know I got another a half year old and you start to say wait it's been it's been over a week now and I started to really get concerned and so we did make a doctor's appointment um, and they were like give it one more day because at that point I think it had been like 12 days um, and then if he doesn't then you can go to um, you know Walgreens and get an Enema. <laughs> you know, and they're made for like two and up like it's for kids but like that's what they recommended for him at six months old. So it was horrible. We, we ended up having to do it, um, I think, two or three times because after that one time, we, we weren't going to let him go that long again, and it went like another week. And So we ended up, um, you know, going back to the doctor, and uh, we're really grateful for the pediatrician that we go to. They're very much about, um, you know, more natural ways versus, you know, just always doing, um, handing out drugs, and, and one other big thing is, um, you know, your diets and, and health for the baby, and, you know, in hindsight, I had an issue with my first child. Um, he had eczema, um, and they told me to stop doing dairy, and I stopped dairy while I was still breastfeeding with him, but then that was it. That was the end of it. I was done breastfeeding, went back to eating our normal ways, so this time it was different, um, a different, you know, effect from it, but it was the same cause. It was dairy. And um, she said that she sees this all the time and stop dairy. You're breastfeeding, don't give him anything with dairy. And since you're still breastfeeding, you need to stop dairy. So, from, and literally, you know, my husband, there's some cultural things in our healing team. My husband is from Columbia. And, you know, even here in this culture, like dairy's in everything. And so, you know, we already had switched to almond milk with my first son, but. Um, it was like okay, like no cheese and anything. Like read the labels of everything. Like we're just gonna do no dairy. And I mean, within a week of me stopping, it, he was completely like regular and normal. So it was it was completely like an eye opener for us that like okay that that what we're consuming is not good for him. <laughs> um, So And then also my oldest son, again, sometimes these things you put them off, but he had this little, like, rash on his arm for a while, and it's still like that eczema that he had as a baby, but it kind of came and went, and I didn't really do much about it. Um, But as soon as I decided that we were going to all do no dairy, um, he has not had a rash since. So anyways, and I lost 10 pounds, (laughs) too, so I was like, okay, well, good for me. (laughs) Yeah, that's not a bad thing either. So, so yeah, I mean that was the start of our health, you know, changing the way that we that we eat, um, and that was again when he was, yeah, about six, about a year and a half ago, um, and and so coincidentally at the same, you know, nothing, I like guess everything happens for a reason, and the timing is all. Now that I reflect on it, it, makes sense that it all is unfolding this way, but it was during the time of the elections and. We've never been political, but we were this time, you know, following it and learning things. And um, we watched some documentaries about the environment. And one of the things that we watched was about the dairy industry in this country. And um, so for us, it, it went hand in hand. Like our health is better. And, you know, cows are the worst thing for the environment, the production of our food um, and dairy, in particular, um, that industry is this house is houses um, is one of the worst. So it, for us, it was like, okay, this is a no brainer. Like we feel better, our kids are healthier, and it's good for the environment. So that
0: really sparked uh, the beginning of our changes. So I have so many questions. Um, yeah. so the The and of course you know you know this already. I am full of useless information. So I will say that conventionally raised cattle is one of the absolute worst things and that most people are not aware of this, but um, I mean, it's a high number and I can't pull it, but it's like 80 or 90% of the the corn that we raise in the United States is not for human consumption. It's simply for cattle. Um, and you think about all the resources we're using to go into growing corn for cows, who God did not build to eat corn, so they have to fill the cows full of antibiotics, which is one of one of the things I want to ask you about. So when you were doing milk, were you already aware about, like, you could get antibiotic-free milk and things like that, or it was just regular grocery store milk? So
1: we were doing organic milk, and the thing is I was, I, I, we had already switched to um, almond milk, actually, with my first son. So it was really more just like, cheese I guess and and maybe yogurt and ice cream <laughs> ice cream Um, and but no I mean you know I wasn't aware of you know the stuff that's in the dairy that we eat I am aware now you know if you can get grass fed organic you know it's much better for you uh, we still choose not to do it for environmental reasons but um, but for your health you know I, you know for me it was also like Okay, it's for a baby cow, and <laughs> it, just you know the hormones that are in it too. So even without the corn and all of the environmental impact um, and your health impact on the stuff that's not as good for you, even the stuff that's it should be it should be limited. You know the amount that we consume um, in our culture and in our society is, as we learned, is kind of crazy. So <laughs> that's that was kind of the start of us learning a lot of those things.
0: Um Did your doctor tell you about the almond milk, or is that something you just found out through your own research
1: they That was what they recommended when I stopped nursing my first son was to switch to either almond or coconut milk um to not you know if, if you do cereal and things like that or you know whatever you put it in um to not use cow's milk so they were very they're very much about you know nutrition and um they're very anti dairy <laughs> too so and again like it it was so clear to us how the changes affected our health, you know. Sometimes of course the environment's important is that many times when you're not experiencing it for yourself in your own personal life that you really wake up and and make the change, you know. It's kind of where we Started.
0: <laughs> right. Well, and so more useless information. I, I call it It's yeah. a running joke in my family, but everyone goes, yeah. like, "Oh, that's really useful," which is, you yeah. know, so Gen Z. Your kids are part of Gen Z. I just went to a conference on Gen Z. It's the largest <laughs> uh, generation of children we've ever had in America, and it's um, also unfortunately the largest percentage of. Uh, children exposed to chronic childhood diseases is Gen Z. Mm -hmm. So 22 to 24 million kids out of the 76 million, so about 30% are afflicted with either autism, ADHD, asthma, or severe allergies. And the allergies I think is a real wake up call for moms because it just seems like there's so many of them, you know, there's like six prevalent ones. And, and, and the, and the other thing about if your child's not breathing, you know to go to the doctor. But if your child yeah. has a rash, right? It's sort of like, yeah. well, you know, you don't, you know, you don't want to be that mom that yeah. the doctor's just sort of blow you off cuz you call too much. Um and and honestly, mm-hmm. and, and it's not the doctor's fault, but they, you know, it's not like they got trained in severe allergies for kids. I mean, this is all something that's developed. So, um I appreciate you finding the right doctor who mm-hmm. sort of listens to you and and has a You know, not only an understanding of what's causing these kinds of issues, but also really wants to do the right thing in regards to uh, nutrition, because, you know, I, God knew what he was doing when he made us. It is our arrogance as humans to think that we can do it better or fix it. And I'm not, I'm not anti-medicine at all, but I am sort of anti, we have all the answers because you and I know. God has all the answers, so yeah, so you sure. started doing those steps, but and you do you were watching documentaries, but that sort of led to like this big change in your family, so okay, you made changes in the diet and um you're watching some um documentaries, and that what are some of the other things that mm-hmm. happened after this sort of awareness came so I'm kind
1: of kind of this just... You know, it seems ran. It seemed random at the time, but you know, again, it's all connected. So I feel like you know, we started with my son's health, and so and really, it was just uh, the three of us—my two sons and I. Um, my husband was not on board with the dairy. He, you know, he eats what I brought into the house, but <laughs> he, um, he wasn't really on board at that point. But um, again, the the election period and just. Um, That started getting us being more concerned about the environment, you know, and and thinking like, well, you know, if our government's not going to care about it or do anything about it, then what can we do? You know, there's things that we can do as individuals. Um, So we started kind of changing some things. I actually went to a Norwex party. I don't know if you've heard of Norwex, but – and it's all, like, it's all about chemical, chemical-free chemical cleaning. They have these microfiber cloths that you clean with just water. You know, when you've got little kids, you start, we started thinking about, like, yeah, like all these chemicals in our home, like bleach and Lysol and, um, you know, stuff that we're, you know, putting into the environment, too. It goes down your drain and, and into the environment. So that was kind of the next step was um, we changed out. Uh, all the chemicals in our home and started buying more natural products like seventh generation and Norwex and kind of combining some of those things. Um, and then right around the same time too, again, because of just wanting to do something for the environment to do our part. Um, we started a compost. I think I told you about that before, but um, my husband's from Columbia. His aunt lives in the kind of the mountains um, outside of Bogota and she composts and we went to visit her a couple of years ago and she kept telling my husband, why don't you guys just do a compost? <laughs> so I don't know. I just, during the whole season, my husband decided we need to start a compost. And so we, we've been composting now for over a year. my husband actually, he's very analytical. He's been calculating that we have um, put more than 800 pounds of organic uh, waste into our compost. And we are still amazed every day that it's not even, like, half full.
0: <laughs>
1: so that's been kind of a, a cool start Was those little things. Um, I guess up until, uh, yeah, I guess that was, like, over about a six-month period Um and, oh, and I did tell you, you know, with MOPs, um, one thing that did happen, this is a big part of this journey, uh, we had a, it's called it's a family chiropractic office that came into um, our MOPs group, and he was a speaker. And he came, I think, in the fall, like about the time we were doing all these things I just told you about. And a few women in my group um, had been going to him, and I think at one of my MOPs play dates, a couple of my friends were telling me how much they loved going there and how they had gotten off some medicine and how their husband had lost weight. And so their their care is it's not just chiropractic care. They also on nutrition, um, and it's a whole approach, even both so your spirituality, your relationship with God, your nutrition, your chiropractic care, um, and your mental state. Like, there's all these different approaches to your health and, and more preventative versus... Um, reactive care so we were kind of in, I was intrigued by that um, and we just I told my husband about it and we've been making these little changes um, so we, we decided to go uh, and give it a try uh, this was last I guess last April um, and I was just talking to my husband about this it was literally I think two weeks um, before I found out about my dad Um, so we started going to, you know, try to change some of our health habits and out of the blue, out of nowhere, um, my dad, who's always been the athlete and, you know, the the strongest person I know, um, was suddenly very ill and, um, actually passed away a few weeks later. So. During our beginning of chiropractic care and doing all these changes that we were starting to do, all of a sudden I lost one of the most important people in my life um, <coughs> for health reasons, and so that has been, yeah, definitely devastating. <laughs> and I guess the second part of of these changes, <coughs> excuse me,
0: I want to get choked up here. <laughs> that's okay we we understand sorry (laughs) um and we love you because it's because it's always going to be hard right it's just it it's yeah it it won't be it's just always going to be hard so we we yeah yeah, no don't worry we we totally understand yeah
1: Yeah, okay i just it's just crazy now thinking that that's been almost like nine months now i guess um he passed away in may and um so I, you know, we had started making changes for, you know, about eight months and all these things, but then something like that happens, and you're just, you know, it it takes you for and and um yeah, I struggled for several months after his passing, and um I think I was fearful, you know, of course, and grief and all of that, and um. But, again, Mops is so intertwined into all of this. Uh, After a few months, after his passing, um, I actually went to MomCon. (laughs) I had already booked it before. Um, It was the annual conference for Mops. And it was exactly what I needed at that time in my life. Um, My dad had been gone for, like, three months, and I had been having, like, anxiety and panic attacks, and, like, I didn't want to eat anything. I was afraid that it wasn't going to be healthy for me or my family. I was kind of freaking myself out about everything, you know, and all the chemicals in our home and all of this stuff. (laughs) So um, MomCon was just, like, a time for me to be alone, um, to pray, to reflect, and I had amazing experience there um, and I think a lot of healing, too, uh, with that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I guess since MomCon, like, we – I decided to take action more, you know, versus just having those, you know, fearful attacks of like, what, is, you know, this world is, everything's wrong with this world and, you know, just everything with our health and um, being fearful. I decided to take more action. And so we basically been doing that for the last, for I guess, about six months every day I learn something new and every day I think I've made changes in our home, in our diets. Um, Again, with the, with the chiropractic care, they, like, they took us shopping. So we went to the grocery store with them to learn like what foods are good for you and what aren't good for you. And um, we, we've just been on this whole journey um, to try to make the best changes. You know, I want to be here for my, Kids and my grandkids, and hopefully my great-grandkids. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I have like a list of a hundred things that we've changed, and my husband's been keeping track of it. <laughs> so we've we've changed everything,
0: and <laughs> uh, we're still. Well, changing, but I love it know. that he's keeping track of it, right? Because like whatever yeah, keeps you
1: motivated, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Like we have a list of like everything that we've changed since the last year, like really since like this whole journey that I told you about, um, you know, from in our home, like I told you, we started with the chemicals, but then I started thinking, okay, well, what about like on our skin? I mean, in our, again, our doctor taught us a lot of that too. Like, you know, it's not just what you put in your body, the food that you eat, but it's also your shampoos and your makeup and your, you know, everything <laughs> you're dyeing your hair, like there's chemicals everywhere. and, and again, one thing that this whole journey has taught us is that everything is connected. And my husband and I are so grateful for that, that what is good for you is good for the environment, you know, and it's good for your life. And um, it's just, it's all connected. So those two things have gone hand in hand for us. When we make changes, we know that we're doing something better for us, but it's also going to be better for our children and
0: for the environment. And Um, we can feel good about that, you know, and for your neighbors. I mean, God, Mm -hmm. it's so funny. Mm -hmm. I am, I'm, I was not a good science student, but I am a good science learner about the things I want to learn about. Right. I don't want to learn about blood and guts, but I love (laughs) the relational community that God set up. So, you know, everything's cyclical. I, I, you know, I speak and, and have been speaking all over the Southeast and one of the things that you realize is when you start studying the systems that God put in place, I think that's one of the challenges is people forget that God put all these systems in place, Um, Mm -hmm. how brilliant it is. Right. And how no waste. And I think that's the one thing that just really drive that my, if I had to be challenged on like the big thing, my big thing would Mm -hmm. be the waste we have in modern society in everything mm. we do, right? And yet yes. God's yes. creation is no waste. Everything gets used. Everything gets reincorporated yes. into the circle. Yes. I want to yeah. talk, because this, this led to a big change for your husband. Um, and yes. this was like a bold <laughs> move for both of you. This is yeah. a family move. So tell us, yes. tell us about like, Mister, I'm not interested to, like, what's happened with your husband now?
1: Yeah. You know, this is an amazing journey for him i and mean, for all of us. But um, I think, you know, we it started with my son, the bear. He saw it, um, and it took him a little bit of time to come around on that. But um, he definitely, after seeing it, you know, we I joke that we still celebrate every time that my son goes, to the bathroom, <laughs> you know. After being traumatized by that, like we're we're right. happy. Wait, we, it doesn't bother us anymore. Um, so he he came around to that part of it, and then again, the election period, he started to really get, like, you know, we need to make some changes. Um, but I was always the one kind of leading and driving driving the changes. But I know for him as well for me, my dad. He was very close with my dad. As well, they went golfing together, and we're we're buddies. So, um. It, that was a huge wake-up call for him to say, like, whoa, like, you know, life is, first of all, too short. Like, none of us know when our last day is here. Um, so he, you know, was in a job that he'd been with for five years that, you know, it was there, were so much, there was a lot of good about it, but he had been ready to move on for for some time and just hadn't taken action on it. And I think after my dad's passing, it was like, okay, you know, I don't want to be in a job that I'm not feeling passionate about, and not feeling like this is my calling. And um, and then also just to help things, you know, just seeing what we we've, we've been through and what you know I had started making all these changes. Um, he just started doing some soul searching, and um, so I guess what that, that long story short is that in September he decided that he needed to quit his job and that he wants to get into sustainability into something, doing something that he's passionate about, that he can come home each night and tell our kids about and be proud that he's making a difference in the world and, um, something that he can help too. you know, that, that it's, we need to make these changes, um, for our kids' future, for our future, um, So he, yeah, in September, he he quit his job, (laughs) Um, you know, which is sometimes those things can be a little scary, but I had read something, I think the week before about how uh, God is waiting for you to take the first step, Um, you know, so you kind of had to take, and then he will provide with the, the second and third step, so he places things in your heart, and he's waiting for you to trust him and take that first step, and so that was to us, like, so clearly. Like, he just needed to take that leap of faith and and do this so he could focus on this. And so um, he's still on that journey. Where are uh, you know, a couple of months that he has been so inspired. He's done some amazing things. He's networking, and he's volunteering now, and um, he's actually, just a few weeks ago, got his first um, projects that he's working on. Um, so we're still waiting, you know, for that that big sign of this is his calling, but he's, he's loving it. He's like, we're both like, the home has been happier. He's doing something that he's passionate about and, you know, God is providing for us. Um, so yeah, that's still an ongoing journey, but it definitely has been a huge change for, for us all. (laughs) And for him in particular, um, so, oh, and I, I was gonna just mention this morning we went to our doctor, and we we just finished a, a detox cleanse um, that they do, and uh, just kind of amazed on how we felt after doing that. And I had been joking this morning with them that juice, you know, the sugar um, and a lot of foods and we talk about like our health was something that I had been fighting with my husband for years and there's been little victories along the way. So the dairy was one. And, um, but now that he is committed to, you know, our health and also the environment, were some of the things that we are, our goals to change, you know, is, is to try to do um, a lot less sugar in our diets and, and being aware of that. Uh, and also, not eating uh, red meat so we're we're not quite ready to jump in vegan but (laughs) um you know it is the worst thing for the environment and he feels like if i'm going to live my truth then i probably shouldn't eat red meat so so that's something that just happened in the last few days that we're we're still learning and changing
0: things every day well that's really great um we my family's really southern so we we didn't eat a lot of beef anyway um, so that's never an issue. Although I'll be honest, I've had Valentine's uh, dinner date and I did have the short <laughs> rib. Um, but I eat beef maybe twice a year. Maybe, you know, yeah. um, I mean, really, really infrequently. So for me, the beef ish- issue is like, well, it's just not part of my diet anyway, kind of thing. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, the, the key takeaway is, is for me is, is God knew what he was doing when he provided fruits and vegetables. Um, mm-hmm. he knows better how to nourish our bodies than we do. And, um, so, you know, if we just stick with, um, mostly fruits and vegetables and yeah. st- definitely stay away from processed sugar, cause that's, you know, processed sugar yeah. is basically something that feeds cancer. There, there's not a lot of people know yeah. that I will put a link to an episode, um, with my old podcast series with the doctor from University of South Florida who talks all about that. Um, so that'll oh, yeah, be a show. It. Yeah, we've been learning that. Yeah, that's a huge thing
1: for us. It's, sugar is in everything, and we're all addicted to it. Everyone, in, I think, in the world really now, <laughs> definitely in this country. Um, that's, and I think that's been the hardest thing for us to change. But this detox has really helped. I, actually, yesterday, I think I told you it was my birthday and my husband thought it would be nice for Valentine's Day to bake a cake, and so we did that. And yeah, you know, we tried to make it a healthier version, but it had a lot of sugar in it, and we we couldn't eat it after after not having sugar for two weeks. It was it was too sweet, <laughs> and and again, with the juice, um, giving our kids juice, you know, you think you're giving them 100% organic apple juice, well, it's just pure sugar, you know, and so. There's just been so many things like that that we've learned and that we're still learning to try to to do better for for our health. And and then, yeah, all those disposable
0: juice boxes, too, are not good
1: either. So It all goes uh, to hand.
0: (laughs) That is one of my things is the whole disposable juice box because with every disposable juice box, the the really thing is that disposable plastic straw, right? I know. um, know. It's plastic-free... It's very hard for me to say that, but I don't know. Um, and I, I, we will so get off target on that. But, yeah, juice boxes yeah. are really – I know they're convenient, ladies. I, I know the convenience. <laughs> I'm not saying that you shouldn't have them if you're going to have a play date. But at home, you really need to think about yeah. buying in bulk or, or even doing your own juice because the pulp is actually very good for your kids. Yeah. Um, straight – straight. Just water. Juice. Yeah. <laughs> Right, and dilute with water. Um but you know, we have a tendency to take the pulp out and actually the pulp is very good for the kids. Um and when you're giving them fruit juice with no pulp, you're essentially giving them straight sugar even if it's not refined sugar. So uh, anyway, all right. So clearly I could go on forever and I know you two we're gonna run out of time. So I'm gonna add some links into the show notes, um, to that podcast, to a couple of documentaries about sugaring kids that I think Um, moms might find really helpful in a couple of books about, uh, sugar detoxing. So, um, I just, I'm, you know, I just want to say Piper, God just led us to each other. And I'm so happy that he found us together in Kansas city. (laughs) 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 and um i really really appreciate your time today and just sharing you know what american moms look like and 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 how god is going to provide and lead and 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 you know fill you with joy as as you do the most important work of your life yeah
1: yeah and actually yesterday the um tickets went on sale for Louie I don't know if you're going to be there but I just that was my birthday present yesterday as I'm going back to the conference
0: so <laughs> yeah well i I'll am. see you there <laughs> yeah I am definitely planning on being in Louisville we haven't they haven't okay. announced the booth stuff yet I've already sent a message so hey when can we get the booth stuff um because yeah, I just loved good. it I mean if there's yeah, a mops person great. listening, we'll just do a quick commercial for MomCon. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening, I am telling you, it is one of the best conventions you'll go to. The the yes. speakers on the main stage are amazing. You know, hashtag, oh, my goodness, hashtag amazing. <laughs> um, but then the, the individual conference sessions, um, those are really, really yes. powerful, too. And I met um, the folks from Dr. Bronner's there and I'm hoping to have mm-hmm. them on the podcast to talk a little bit more about sort of, you know, natural uh, base products. And, mm-hmm. um, and we just, we just love getting to meet all the moms and, you know, are happy to, to, you know, meet them and work with them. And you're definitely one of our, our great relationships that we've been building. So thank you so much.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the time to get to kind of reflect on right. all this and tell my story.
0: Yeah, no, it's been it's just I just think it's so helpful. So, we're going to run out of time, so I'm definitely going to Okay. <laughs> say thank you yes. and goodbye. <laughs> and we'll you. we'll talk offline. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I am so eternally eternally blessed and grateful that I get to walk alongside moms. I just my heart is is so filled and I just think, you know, we have our leaders, and our leaders are wonderful, but I think it's very important for you moms to remember that each one of your stories is of value, and each one of your stories will show Christ reflecting through your stories, and that also each one of us is called to take action, and there's a Bible verse. And um, for those of y'all who do not know, I'm a big fan of Andy, Andy Stanley, and he's always saying, it's in the Bible, and you should read it. And it's amazing what's in the Bible, and, and it's amazing how um, verses, once you start studying, just come back and back. Unfortunately, you get to a point where you can't remember, you can remember the thing, but you can't remember the verse. But this is in First John, where it talks about how we're called to hope and love, but action. So anyway, I will include that Bible verse in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Next week, we are going to be talking to another mom. Um, She is actually also getting her doctorate and is a full-time pastor. And so we will really look forward to having Andrea. Thank you so much for your support. We're still waiting to get approved on iTunes. Once we do, we will really appreciate, you know, y'all loving it and subscribing it and all the stuff to help us get this message out to more moms. In the interim, you can always hop over to creationcare.org. And um, you can share the show notes so people can listen to the podcast online. And we're also on Stitcher, and you can subscribe to us on Stitcher. Y'all have a great, blessed week. And we'll see you next week on EEM Moms Talk. Thanks for listening to this episode of EEM you'll be able to get more information on our website at creationcare.org and we hope that you will like and subscribe to these podcasts on itunes or your other favorite podcast player